Thank you, Pastor Bong. Maraming salamat, Pastor Bong, for that welcome. Thank you, EFC, San Jose, Pastor Paul and the leadership team for the invitation to speak. It's an honour, a privilege. I first came to this church April 9, 1992. AM, 9 o'clock for a free mission birthday celebration. And that's where I met my Osawa, Rowena, uh, that day here, April the 9th, 1992. I'll never forget it, and uh, praise God. Well, I'm going to speak some Tagalog and then mainly English, okay? <laughs> Ma papalang umaga sa inyo lahat. Okay? And... Uh, I just want to say, I'm going to get into the message. Two scriptures came to me while we were worshiping God. Isaiah 60, arise, shine, for thy light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen on thee, on you. And I believe that the glory of God is here right now. But God reminded me of another scripture while we were worshiping. The glory of God in Hebrew is kavod, which means the weightiness, the substance, the very heaviness of the presence of God in our midst. But I'm not talking on the glory of God, but Luke chapter 5 verse 17 says, when Jesus was ministering to the man with palsy, the presence of the Lord was there to heal and when I was preparing, I was working in Adelaide, South Australia. I was sitting at my computer screen and the Lord said to me, go to the Philippines. I was sitting there just typing on the computer and I was reminded of the story of Abraham in Genesis chapter 22, verses 1. It says, and God planned to test Abraham with his son Isaac. And God called out to Abraham, Where are you, Abraham? Where are you, Abraham? And Abraham's response was, Here am I. Just say it with me. Here am I. Here am I. In the Hebrew, it's the Hebrew word, Hanini. Say Hanini. The word Hanini means when God asked, where are you? Abraham's response was, here I am, Hanini. I'm ready. I'm willing to go. I'm prepared. I don't need any advances instructions. I'm just going to go. And that was the call to come to the Philippines. I said, in Adelaide, Hanini, book my flight, and here I am. God provided. Today, I'd like to share a word with you. I was praying for two weeks before I came to the Philippines. Partial fast for three days, one week, and then partial fast. You don't have to fast to earn God's favor because we already have his grace. Amen. But fasting sensitizes you to the spirit of God. And the Lord said to me, I am going to release a healing wave through the places that you minister and God has already been confirming his word with signs and wonders. So can we just say this? Holy Spirit rules. 
too long. He helps. Number two, underline the word infirmities. Sorry, I can't say it. Kahina a'an. Underline the word ought, depart. Underline the word intercession. Now, that's a big word. Inner bana langin. Intercession. Right from the very start. Next slide, thank. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Back one, sorry. The word infirmities. Can I go from the slides, Pastor Paul? Okay. In the Greek language, it's the Greek word athenios. If you want to understand the work of the Spirit and the work of the Spirit that helps us in our infirmities, the Greek word athenios has the meaning. The word athenios is a generic word that embraces all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. We need to understand what did Jesus take on the cross for our behalf as we were celebrating communion? What is the finished work of Christ? Athenius means that he took every type of sickness that is in the world and has become upon mankind on the cross of Calvary once and all, once and all for us that we might have the victory. Amen? When you study the four Gospels, you discover that there were five primary categories of sickness which Jesus healed. Say it with me. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. Amen? Maybe, sorry, I'm just going to stay on the slides. Amen? The first one, I'm going to go back to my notes, sorry. <laughs> Praise God. The first one, say it with me, nosos. The word nosos is an interesting word. The word nosos is a terminal condition for which there's no natural cure. For instance, cancer, AIDS, where there's no natural cure, Jesus nosos, when he healed the sick, he healed those that had incurable sicknesses. Can you say amen? The next one of the sickness which we're going to focus on today is called Malachian. Say Malachian. Now, Malachian is a debilitating or crippling disease. But I want to just explain a little bit more about what is a Malachian sickness, okay, or a Malachian affliction. Jesus is saying in Matthew 24 that he healed someone with that. The next one, sorry, the next one, we're just going to go, Karkos, a person who is mentally confused or oppressed. Jesus healed people that were oppressed by demon spirits, set them free and put them back in their right mind. Can you say amen? Praise God. The next one that we're looking at today, the fourth category is called Mastigos. Say Mastigos. The woman with the issue of blood was healed when Jesus healed the woman with the issue of blood. Mastagos, it means to be healed of the plague. And that word, mastagos, I'm going to explain it. It was first used in Roman times. Someone, the Roman soldiers would take a prisoner. They would whip the prisoner, okay? They would whip the prisoner 
They would beat him up. And then just before the prisoner was dead, they would take him back to the prison cell. Then they would, he would return back to normal health and then they would take him out to a whipping post again and they would whip him and whip him and whip him until he was nearly dead and then they would take, the Romans would take him back to the cell. A Malachian sickness is a sickness that you seem to get better and then after a while it comes back again. You get better for a while and then it comes back again. You get well for a while and it gets back. Jesus took that on the cross of Calvary. Can you say amen? Praise God. It's a sickness that's reoccurring. Praise God. You think you're healed and then it's gone and then bam, it comes back again. God healed that. And the last one is the fifth category of sickness that Jesus healed. Mark chapter 16, verse 18, it says that they shall lay hands on the sick and they will recover. The word sickness there is aroustos, which means someone that is in a coma on life support, no natural, they're not being kept alive in their, in their own strength. If they didn't have life support, they would die Jesus, when he said you'll lay hands on the sick, he said you'll lay hands, aroustos, on those that are comatose, that, those that are on life support, and Jesus healed them and brought them back to life. When the world has given up on hope, the hope on you, when the doctors have given up hope on you, when others have given up hope on you, they shall lay hands on the sick on the comatose, and they shall be made well. Can you say amen? All of those five sicknesses, a terminal condition which there's no natural cure, no sauce. Malachian, a debilitating or crippling disease. Karkos, a person who is mentally confused or oppressed. Mastagos, a person whose affliction keeps striking him over and over again, and aroustos, a person so critically ill, you could say that they are comatose. That's the full work of the healing grace of God. When Jesus said in Isaiah 53, this, by my stripes you are healed. When the word of God says in Matthew 8, 17, part B, this is what was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, by his stripes you are healed. 1 Peter 2.24 says, By his stripes you are healed. Jesus took every one of those types of sickness on the cross of Calvary. Can you say amen? Are you with me? Is this okay? Okay, Lung. Let's get back to the slides. We're going to move quick. Praise God. Next slide. Thank you. By now you might be asking, what do all these words have to do with me? Remember, the word infirmities is a generic word embracing all kinds of sickness. Say all kinds of sickness. It means all five of those words fit right in the word infirmities. God wants to give you a revelation of the depth and the breadth and the width and the height of his healing grace for you today in this place. And you need, and the Bible says in Romans 10, 17, 
faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God or the Rema living now word of God for you today is that God is, wants to release his healing grace in this house today in a new measure because it's going to be a fresh revelation, a new faith rising up, and God wants you to receive the healing grace of God right across this auditorium today in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. So when you see the word infirmities, you see the word nosos, a terminal condition which there's no natural cure. In that word infirmities, you see the word malachian, someone who has a crippling or a debilitating disease. In the word infirmities, you see, in the word malachian, you see someone has a crippling or debilitating disease. In the word infirmities, you see the word carcos, someone who is mentally confused. In the word infirmities, you have the word mastagos, something that keeps striking you and striking you. And, and number five, in the word infirmity, you have the word aroustos, someone who is comatose. It means all five words. Say all five words. Fit right inside of the word infirmities. Next slide, thanks. Are we doing okay? The word health in the Greek is san anti lambano. Can you say it with me? Greek lesson, san anti lambano. This is a complex, triple compound word. You don't have to remember that. I'm not going to remember it. In the, it's, it is the first time chronologically in the history of the New Testament that the word is ever used. It is never used in any secular, secular literature. It is the first time it's ever used. It means when this word was written and he was looking for a word to describe his help, he couldn't find one word to describe the help of the Holy Spirit, so a brand new word was made. So the Holy Spirit decided he would create a brand new word to describe his help to the believer, San Anti Lombano. Next slide, thanks. The word son, in its original context, describes the position of the Holy Spirit. He is in partnership with us. Can you say amen? It describes the position of the Holy Spirit. We are in partnership with him. The scripture says we are co-workers with Christ. We're not alone. We are co-workers with Christ. This verse is not telling us what the Holy Spirit does independently for us, but this is a, is a help we experience when we are cooperating with the Holy Spirit. Can you say today, I'm going to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to cooperate with him. The next word, anti, describes the attitude of the Holy Spirit. He is extremely upset about something. He's so furious that he's about to take action. Pastor Bong, can you come up here? Alikana. Bolisna. Maraming salama. Wow. So how to demonstrate this? This is a sickness. Pastor Bong has a sickness. And the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is getting extremely upset, not at Bong, because we are loved and we're accepted in the beloved. Can you say amen? amen? But when it comes to sickness, this is the attitude of the Holy Spirit. Bong is, name a sickness, Bong, any sickness. Cancer. Cancer. The Holy Spirit is getting upset. 
The Holy Spirit is so furious that he's about to take action. Thank you. The word Mabanga describes Son, the position of the Holy Spirit, anti the attitude of the Holy Spirit. Lambano describes the desire of the Holy Spirit. He's so upset about something that he's now Labano. He's wanting to reach out and grab and take that thing and seize it away from Pastor Bong to himself. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us in our infirmities. Son, Auntie, Lambano, we're in partnership with him. The attitude of, the, of that is that when the Holy Spirit sees a believer in infirmities, he starts to get upset. Lambano means he takes action and he takes it, seizes it away from the person. They're healed and the Holy Spirit takes the infirmity away. Amen. Thanks, Pastor Bong. Note, this verse says, likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, which means my infirmities don't eliminate me, but my infirmities, infirmities qualify me for the help in this verse. If you've come with infirmities today, the Holy Spirit wants to intercede on your behalf and help you today. We're nearly finished. We're not going to go too long. Next slide. And again, Luke chapter 8, verses 2 and 3. And a certain woman, woman, which had been healed of evil spirits, say evil spirits, and infirmities. Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils. And Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others, which ministered unto him out of their substance. Those three women that were healed of demon spirits, were healed of infirmities, ministered to the Lord with their substance and provided for Jesus' ministry. Additional note. The word healed in the Greek word is therapeo, the old Greek word which means therapy. It describes a supernatural flow of healing power that becomes effective only when the recipient or participant cooperates with God. Are you willing to cooperate with God? We're nearly finished. This carries the idea of repeated actions such as a patient who visits a physician or a doctor over and over until the desired cure is to come. The word for healing in the New Testament used 95% of the time is the Greek word therapeo. Can I say today, if you've come for healing previously and still have the symptoms of that condition, I want to tell you that God... Therapeued over and over again until they were completely healed. Don't give up. Stay strong. Trust God's word. If you didn't get healed the first time, there's an opportunity today, a second time, a third time, a fourth time. God's healing grace never runs out. Amen. Last one. We're doing okay. Praise God. The Greek word intercession. Sorry for the big Greek words. Hupa encha. Oh, I can't even pronounce it. Hupa Tagchango carries three primary ideas. Number one, it means to fall in a ditch with someone else. 
which means you can't even qualify for this one if you're not in a ditch. If you've come to this church, you say, I feel like I'm in a ditch. I've been riding along the road and I fell in the ditch. Financially, sickness, relationally, job-wise, there is someone willing to get into the ditch with you. The word for the Holy Spirit is parakletos, which means the one who comes alongside. But I trust today that your understanding of the Holy Spirit, it doesn't matter how low you get, the Holy Spirit will get in the ditch and he will lift you up. And he will set you on solid ground and he will give you victory. Number two, it means to share emotions and frustrations. The Holy Spirit isn't afraid of your emotions. The Holy Spirit isn't scared, uh, afraid of your frustrations. There is someone willing to listen to you when nobody else does or when nobody else seems to understand you. The Holy Spirit understands you better than anyone else. Can you say amen? The Holy Spirit understands you better than anyone else. And you can express yourself. You can express your emotions. You can express your feelings to the Holy Spirit. He'll come into the ditch with you. He'll listen to you. And number three, this word intercession can be translated as supplication, which is a word of rescue. Say rescue. One of the number one mission of the Holy Spirit is to rescue us. Can you say amen? which means I'm going to get you out of this mess. I'm coming to supplicate for you. It's a word of rescue. There's someone who can help me get out of the trouble I'm in. Praise God. He'll get in the ditch. He'll listen to you and he will rescue us. I think I'm going to just leave it in the slides there. Just, I think, what's the next slide? I don't know what's. Is there another slide? I think, can we, I'll finish it off. Yeah. The word in the Greek for groanings is stengamos, which means to vent deep, deep feelings or to aspirate. What does it mean? It means to apply a fire, like to a kettle. You know when you're boiling too big in the kettle? God applies a fire, a fire to our spirits. And as he applies that fire, a teapot on the stove, heat's applied, pressure builds up, it reaches boiling point, steam is generated, it aspirates by whistling. Have you heard a kettle whistle? Here's what happens to us. The Holy Spirit falls in with us. He finds us in our condition. How many have ever felt like you're in the bottom of a pit? He begins to rub off on us, imparting to us the fire that we need to get out of the situation. Can we finish with this? But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. See, the Holy Spirit, if you feel that you're in a ditch, the Holy Spirit is coming into that today. If you feel that you've tried, no one understands how you really feel, your frustrations and your feelings, the Holy Spirit is listening to you. 
The Holy Spirit is wanting to rescue and not leave you in the ditch, but lift you up and put you on solid ground. Amen. The Holy Spirit is going to apply a fire to you today, a, a supernatural fire that's going to be like a kettle, too big, boiling on the stove, and, uh, and that, that's going to ignite a fire in you that's going to bring you to a place of deliverance and victory. Can you say amen? In closing, there is a healing grace here today. As soon as I stepped into this building and while we were worshipping, I just sensed a healing wave across this congregation. It's not me because I have no power to heal. Holy Spirit has power to heal. Number two, you understand all the five different types of infirmity. But I believe today that God, out of all those five, there are two out of the five that God wants to minister to today, if, if that's okay, Pastor Paul. Number one, the Malachian condition. There are people that have been prayed for, got temporary relief, and that thing keeps coming back, back and forth. It's like torture, like that Roman torture. On the whipping post, nearly dead, and then back in the prison cell. Come back to life, back on the whipping post. God is going to break a Malachian uh, sickness over people today and set captives free. The number two, there are people here that have given up hope in regards to the healing grace. The last one, Aroustos, they shall lay hands on the sick, the comatose, those that are on life support where the world has given up on them, doctors have given up on them, family has given up on them, friends have given up on you, but there's one person today that hasn't given up on you. It's the Holy Spirit wanting to help you in your infirmities and give you the victory today. So I'm going to say amen on that today. Thank you for the opportunity. Am I going to hand back to...